Hello, dog people. It's time again for another episode of the Rocker Dog Podcast, the show that talks to musicians of all genres about their dogs of all breeds. I'm your host, Tim Dill, along with my dog, Charlie, who's of the Golden Doodle variety. And today we are extremely happy to welcome Kaylee Goldsworthy to the show. Kaylee's latest recording comes by way of Liquid Death's Greatest Hates, Volume 3, in which she's featured on the song Go F*** Yourself. She's Zoomy from her home in South Philly, and this is her Taco Bell-loving rocker dog. This is Maisie, and she is a almost, I guess, yeah, three-year-old. Uh, we adopted her from Providence Animal Center in Media, Pennsylvania. We were told she was a border collie mix when we got her. And I'm very glad that it says that on all of her paperwork because she we did the doggy DNA test and she's half uh, pit bull, half Australian cattle dog. Oh my so gosh. she is 100% not people's favorite breeds of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but on her paperwork, she's totally everyone's favorite dog. And uh, so, yeah, she's a rescue. And... Uh, She's she's my best friend. I love to hear that. What was the impetus yeah. for bringing her into your life at that time? Well, the pandemic obviously had a lot to do with it. Being a touring musician and like never having had the ability to like take in a pet and and train a dog and figure out if a dog could fit into my lifestyle while I was in and out. I volunteered a lot at Providence. So whenever I was home from tours, I was able to like go run with high energy dogs so that I could help them like expel some energy and get adopted or just take dogs for like sleepovers so that I could help do some intake forms on them and help get their behavioral assessments done. Um, I had a great relationship with, with uh, one of my friends who was running that uh, rescue for a while. So it was very easy for me to kind of come and go as I pleased. But then when the pandemic hit, I was like, I think I can get a dog now. <laughs> I think I can actually do it. And also my parents, uh, big part, big factor too. I'm from upstate New York originally. I live in Philadelphia now, but my parents were living in Colorado. And then during the pandemic relocated back to New York. So also it was having that like built in, oh, I have some place, even though it's not close or convenient, I do have a place where I can bring her if like we're both gone on tour mm-hmm. um, okay. and they have dogs. So yeah, she's very happy up there arguably sometimes happier than she is in our 10 foot by 10 foot backyard in Philly. <laughs> yeah. I, I spent a lot of time in New York and I remember when people had dogs, they would always say they don't mind. They don't mind the lack of space. They just want the companionship. Absolutely. And she is a great watchdog, but also like the laziest dog I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. She loves to sleep. So do you know much about her background or her history? You know, I thought like, and it's kind of funny because of my working in that rescue for a while, they usually have more intel on the dogs, but we don't actually know much about her story. I do know that she has a brother. Uh, I've seen him on the internet and I tried to do my best like internet stalking without crossing a line to try to find who adopted her brother, because I think it would be the best thing in the world to have them reunited in some way. But for a while, I was not really sure if she was our dog. <laughs> like we we took her in and she, I, I should have realized from the get-go, like when we first, you know, took her into the separate room to get to know her, she would not walk. We had to carry her out. She was too afraid. And for the next six months, she wouldn't 
leave her crate. She wouldn't walk. We couldn't take her on walks. If we put a leash on her, she'd just lie down on the sidewalk in the street anywhere. Um, and, uh, so it took a lot, a lot of patience, a lot of training to get her to be what I like to call a normal dog, (laughs) right? which she's still very much not. And I think that that's kind of something that has been like an ultimate teacher of what it means. Cause I've always had dogs in my houses, like growing up, I, I always knew I'm a dog person. I need mm-hmm. to be around dogs. Um, when I get roommates and they have dogs even better because it's not my responsibility, but I get to play with them and take care of them. Uh, so yeah, when we, when we got her, things kind of changed a lot because she's, she needs a lot of, of patience and understanding and we've come a long way with her, but we still have a ways to go. Yeah. I, I want to get into her anxiety, but I first want to ask you back to the shelter. Cause I, I, I also, volunteer at the shelter and you know I currently have a dog and you know thinking ahead I'm like god how am I ever going to choose from these I mean there's literally a hundred yeah. dogs there at a time yeah so I'm curious to how your process went to end up with Maisie well the, first off the number of times that I have taken a dog for the weekend and then had to bring them back to the or you know my weekend yeah. which is like monday through thursday and then i bring her back to the shelter so that they can like get adopted over the weekends where i'm just perpetually crying because i don't want to leave this dog mm-hmm. that i have a bond with it's kind of funny uh we like picked her out but it was just kind of random and i i thought like okay well i'm a big dog person but live in a very small house so let's go with like more of a smaller smaller dog you know, nobody ever really knows the ages of the dogs when you're in the shelters, but they have like a rough estimate for the most part, unless they were born there puppies when they came in. And so we were like, okay, she was 20 pounds. They believed her to be seven months. So I was like, okay, so she won't get too much bigger than this. She did double in size, but she's so chonky 30 pounds. Right. Um, and that's kind of ideal because in a city, especially you need to be able to like manage your dog, pick up your dog if they get scared you know, yeah. and I love being able to like, just kind of like lift her out of a situation and and move her somewhere else. But yeah, it just kind of happened randomly. And I, and we took her for a couple nights and I was just like, oh crap. Cause that's what happens. You know, it's the same as I'm sure you understand from working in shelters too. It's like, you can fall in love with every single one of them. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So if you go to her Instagram, Maisie Nation, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You'll see her descriptor is an anxious girl in an anxious world. Yes. And as you've described, and I've, I've noticed on certain posts and certain reels that she had an accident in her crate. Um, she's puked in the car. She's peed on the vet. Yeah. Um, I can see that she has a, I have issues collar. <laughs> she does. <laughs> it is to deter people from just openly like petting her in, the, in public, but it does kind of just become a photo opportunity for other people. Um, yeah. but it, you know, it still sends the message. Now in 2023, we all have anxiety, um, some more than others, but do you find tending to her anxiety helps you cope with yours? Absolutely. Um, I also think that it's a, I mean, dogs are a great, great teacher of empathy as well, because you really do kind of have to like, take yourself out of whatever you're in. And, and I mean, they're a child without being a child, you know, for yeah. the people who don't have children like myself, like she's my, she's my kid. And I, I hurt when she hurts and I don't love when she is upset or anxious or anything like that. And so 
I do kind of like, you know, when I first get home from tour and she hasn't seen me in a little while, like we're both like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we don't need to go out for like a week or so. <laughs> we can just hang out together and catch up. Also, when I when I am having periods of, of like intense anxiety, like she helps me with that just by being this thing that yeah. sits next to me, you know? Um, so <laughs> yeah, always it goes, there it and ready to, ready to hang. Absolutely. How else does her anxiety manifest itself? Does she have any, did she scratch or anything or? Um, she, honestly, her anxiety mostly manifests itself in just an intense fear. Um, she like for even still, we've had her for three years. And if I call her name, she'll go in her crate. She won't come to me. And I don't, I don't know how I managed to figure out the loophole where if I just ask, where's my dog, she'll come running. <laughs> But she won't come running if I call her name. Uh, she gets nervous. She she hates bath time. So anytime the water's running, she goes to her crate. Whenever there's new people in the house, especially like male presenting people, she has a really hard time with that. Introducing her to people is like she she really should require a manual because she can't deal with eye contact. She can't deal with people's hands coming at her. She can't like you have to ignore her for at least probably a half an hour to let her mm -hmm. warm up to you. And then because of that cattle dog, you know, I've read like a meme that was like Australian cattle dogs. They bite if they're happy. They bite if they're sad. They bite if they love you. They bite you if they hate you. Like she's a very mouthy dog. So I'd also think that it's tricky because living in a city, you know, when I lived in the suburbs or growing up in Syracuse, like I don't have to worry about what it would be like if someone walked by my dog. Cause it didn't mm -hmm. happen. But here, you know, like, I'm like, Oh, maybe she's just not a people dog. Maybe she's not a dog. You know, also dog parks are not really great for a lot of reasons. Right. Um, but you know, she's not a dog park dog. She's not really a take a walk in the park dog. She's not a, she's a friendly dog, but I also never know how she's going to react. And then a weird thing that I also just realized is that she, her and I like have this very intense, deep connection where if I'm nervous about her meeting someone, she will, it will not go well. But if I can like, if I can like feel good about it and like just approach it like with this ease. And it's so strange because like, if I have the twin, like a, the tiniest bit of anxiety about her meeting someone, I have to leave the room because I will affect her. Like my, she will sense my fear right. and it will manifest in a way that is not desirable. Interesting. That leads me to ask, do you ever take her to a gig? We took her once. Uh, we brought a crate to a, a Menzinger show and her, her, I guess, like dog cousin, uh, Harvey, who the bass player's dog, he, her, him and her are best friends. And he's like an old dog who doesn't love a lot of dogs. And she's a crazy dog who doesn't love anybody. So they get along really well and it's lovely, <laughs> but I did bring her crate and we like covered her crate backstage so that she could hopefully like, you know, have her own space. And it was fine until the poor showrunner came to bring more beer to the green room and then it was just like not great <laughs> just a oh. lot of barking a lot of barking nothing okay. terrible you know she has lunged and nipped at people when when they've like approached her but she's not a violent dog she's a very scared dog and i think that that's kind of one of the biggest lessons in patience and also explaining that to other people it's very complicated as i'm sure you know yeah. Like rescue dogs are, are loaded. Um, and they come with a lot of, of issues that, that you just kind of have to navigate. Yeah. I was going to ask you just assume that, you know, if she was seven months prior to you taking over that she was in an abusive 
or just an unfavorable environment? Absolutely. I, I kind of have my hunches that she was either like an abandoned dog or a street dog, because for even still, when she gets scared, if a motorcycle revs its engine on a walk or something, she will try to dive under a car. Like she will not like come to me. She just tries to find shelter. And also anytime, anytime a man comes anywhere near her, like it's, it's also great for, for someone like me to walk her. Like sometimes if I have to go out at night or if I come home late from a show and I have to unload some, some stuff into my car, I'll open the front door so she can see me. I'll load the stuff into the the house and then she'll come and, you know, find parking with me and then we'll walk back together. Cause if someone is walking even a block behind me, every two steps, this dog will turn around and just give the death stare. That's good. It's it's pretty great. (laughs) It's also wild because I also feel like truth be told, if anybody ever got near us, I think she'd be freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. Is her safe space the crate? Yeah. Yeah. We crate trained her so that for several reasons, but I always thought it would be a great idea so that no matter where she ended up, if she had to go to my parents, if she had to go to a friend's, if she had to stay somewhere else that wasn't at our house, she would have a place that felt like home. She doesn't really need to be in the crate. We're really lucky. She doesn't get into food. She doesn't get into anything, but she does love wrapping paper. That's the one thing I came upstairs one day and I saw like a thing of tissue paper that was like stacked so high. And I, my first thought was honestly, like, did a squirrel get in the house? Like I didn't even think my dog. And so I called her up and, you know, you have that stern voice where you're like, did you do this? But she just like jumped into it and started throwing the pieces around. Like she was like, look what I did. And I was like, I can't, I can't discipline you for this. Yeah. I was going to say it. No. So now that now the crate does have to live in the living room, but it's just, it's her, it's her room. Yeah. I noticed via your Instagram that you did get her training also, or she took some yeah. classes. Oh yeah. Um, what kind of, how intense were they or what were you looking to get out of it? Well, her anxiety was the main catalyst for looking into getting some training. It wasn't that we were afraid that she was uh, an aggressive dog, but we just didn't, we wanted to figure out a way to get her to be okay uh, with meeting new people, with people coming into our house and and just kind of gain those tools to figure out the best way to, uh, to make her a happier, more comfortable dog. And, and so our friend Dana at, wow, I think her Instagram is Montco dog training. She's fantastic. And so she worked in at Providence when, when we adopted her and now she just does her own dog trainings and she's positive reinforcement works with rescues, which is the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so it was actually after working with her for quite some time where she said, hey, maybe maybe she should go on some anti-anxiety meds because she's 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 such a smart dog. She rings a bell to go to the bathroom. I can call out a specific toy and she'll grab that one. Like she's Mm -hmm. she's a very intelligent dog, but she still couldn't get past like some hurdles that we just, you know, meeting new people, people coming into the house. I just played a show. And uh, I had a dog sitter come and I feel terrible because they met once and, and Maisie and them just like got along so well. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is going to be great. So then, you know, got them all set up to come and I'm about to sound check and I get this long text that was like, so I walked in and Maisie started freaking out because I came into the house. And when I opened the crate, she bolted up to your bedroom and she won't come down. And I was like, oh my gosh great. Cause I can't like, what can you do? You know what I mean? What could I do? So I was like, all right, well, I'm not concerned that she's going to get into anything up there. Like that's, 
you know, she's fine. So just like leave her there. But then I had to call like three of my girlfriends that come over to the house often. And I was like, can anybody just try and get Maisie out of the bedroom and maybe get her to go to the bathroom because I'm not going to be home till like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Gosh. And finally one of them did, but it's, yeah. Well, the breed, I mean, the, the cattle dog, especially, and, and the pit bull, I mean, they're, they're all very smart, you know, uh, working dog. Does yeah. she show a tendency to want to work or do you have to constantly yes. exercise her mentally and physically? Yes. As you can tell, she's hyper-focused. She needs to always have a job. And at first, um, we got her a backpack so that she could start carrying some of her things as well as mine when I go to the <laughs> farmer's market and whatnot. And That's I think awesome. that having that, like, kind of like a thunder coat, like just kind of helped her feel a little bit more secure and also feel like she had a job to do. Okay. Speaking of the thunder coat, I saw a post, you know, obviously she doesn't like loud noises, thunder that she had a, you know, an episode during a thunderstorm. I wasn't familiar with the thunder coat. So is that something that just wraps them kind of tight? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like essentially a weighted blanket. Okay. That's which she also is a huge fan. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's the best. But yeah, Thundercoat, it's just supposed to kind of like hug them like a like a hug, essentially, and kind of help them with some anxiety. But 4th of July, especially in the city, like we have fireworks going off everywhere. Yeah. Ever yeah. since we got hurt, we haven't had a normal 4th of July. We go home early, we crank the AC and put on all the white noise machines, put a sweatshirt on her and let her watch television until yeah. it's over. Gosh, I, I, I feel for you. I don't have, knock on wood, I don't have to deal with that, but I know plenty of dog owners do. It was just heartbreaking. Like the the first time it happened, like I her eyes were glassy and she was just rocking back and forth. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't like yeah. I want to leave. I don't know what to do. It's so sad. <laughs> Poor Maisie. Yeah. Speaking of backpacks. Now, she, you mentioned she has a backpack, but you yeah. have a backpack for her to go <laughs> bike do. riding or hiking in. I do. It was so expensive, but it's like one of the best things I've ever spent my money on. And Um, it's been successful? Oh, it's been amazing. She doesn't love getting in it, but once she's, because it's like a very confined backpack, but once she's in it, she loves to cruise. Like she loves to go on bike rides with me. Um, And also it's just been a lot easier whenever we go to like more high traffic things so that I don't have to worry about leashing her, like other people's dogs coming up to her and scaring her. Again, it does kind of draw attention to her. So it's sometimes more difficult to get people to stop like going to touch a dog, which I think if it's one thing I wish that people could understand about dogs in general, it's that I I believe that all dogs are good dogs, but they're also animals. And like you can't approach a dog that you don't know and anticipate that you're going to know how they're going to act because like she is the laziest, most lovable, most cuddly dog I've ever experienced in my entire life. But if you came over to my house right now, she would not be that way with you. You know, it's just, she's just got her, her walls up. Uh, So yeah, the, the backpack has definitely helped in more crowded situations. And also like, you know, when we do have the dog out and about, if I put her in the backpack, she can be okay if I like go to a bar, like go to an event or something like that, which is nice because it's usually not the case when she's uh, when she's on a leash. Yeah. Well, it's funny that there was a comment from Lauren from uh, the Warriors who's Mm -hmm. been on the show that says, I have the same backpack. It's the best. It's the best backpack. I mean, and they make them for like, even like Huskies, like which I can't even because 
It's, it's be hard great. on the back. <laughs> but it's but she's hard on the back. Yeah, like it's she's 30 pounds and that's a lot to, especially when you're on a bicycle. Like if she freaks out, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh but I do I do love the ability to take her on 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 a backpack cuz also sometimes she would freak out on hikes and that was tricky. Yeah, like we'd go be. on hikes and we'd drive a half an hour and start hiking and then she would get scared by something and and just would do one of these and then you're like cool I guess we're done um <laughs> but then if I put her in the backpack like we can go a little bit more and she can kind of like I maybe being close to us and like being kind of compact yeah. in that backpack kind of helps calm her down so that she can she can get ready to try again in a little yeah she's so cute the yeah. other thing I was very interested in hearing about was uh the reading of her aura Yes. So my one of my best friends, Sarah Silverstein, owns an aura camera. And uh, she uh, I've been I work with her company, Interlight Aura, and I do photographs for her for events and things like that. And I the thing that I I love the most about it and the thing that I want to see happen more is I want to study shelter animals like Mm -hmm. I want to take a photo of their aura before they get adopted. And then like a month later, once they've like settled into their new home and see kind of how that affects their energy. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe that she, cause, cause you have to like have your hands on these little sensors. I couldn't believe that my dog could sit that still. And I put her in a nice sweater. So she felt real extra snazzy and comfortable and she did great. She's got some very expansive energy. She's a very gentle soul, which I mean, yeah, look at her, <laughs> look at her. There's your proof. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm actually working with her so that we can try and figure out a more efficient way because uh, currently the the sensors that that are used are just actual handprints and for mm-hmm. pets obviously that's not yeah. ideal. So uh, yeah, we're working on trying to find more effective ways to uh, to read pets' auras because that to me is something very very special and unique. And also like what pet parent wouldn't love something like yeah. that? You know? Yeah. That's a great we idea love for the shelters. to buy and do things for our pets. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, and, of course. and actually, yeah, I have talked to a few shelters about doing projects like that and they've all been like super into it because, you know, it's stuff like that that also helps get dogs adopted. Like when you yeah. get those great photo shoots and the flower crowns and all that stuff, like it's adorable, but like, it's also a really great tool to get these sweethearts into really good homes. Yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned doing things for your dog, and I have this question about what's the biggest indulgent that you've bestowed on your dog? Oh, boy. I bought her a couch that is a miniature version of our couch (laughs) so that she could sit on her couch and stare at us on our couch. Other than that, I'd say monthly supplies of Prozac. Okay. (laughs) That's kind of an indulgence. You know, my my dog doesn't have anxiety not as much as Maisie but separation anxiety and just you know certain behaviors and I've always been curious about drugs for the dog what tell me a little bit about that like is it you know once the dog has Prozac is it you know can you is it a noticeable change it's what's strange is is that it wasn't a noticeable change until it was like all of a sudden like a few months had gone by and we were talking we were like oh I guess she's not doing that as much as she used to, Uh or I guess she's not as crazy about this as she once was. And so like, I don't know what will happen 
if and when we take her off of Prozac, if she's just like over that anxiety or if it's also just kind of helping her. Because like I said, it, we did take some time to figure out whether or not drugs were the right way to go. Right. Um, but then when our trainer was like, hey, like she's smart. She learns everything that we teach her to. Like, I don't think that she is like, it's not a, a fact that she want like is you know, she's not trying to be afraid of people. I think she yeah. just is. Yeah. Um, and so that that's kind of where we're at. And then also we had a couple of scary issues last spring where she would like throw up blood and we brought her to the ER and all this stuff. Turns out I'm pretty sure she just has really bad acid reflux because there's more people outside in the spring and it kind of like it gets her going. Stresses Jeez. her out. Yeah. So every spring we have like I noticed it this time because like every night she just come over and just burp and burp and burp and gag <laughs> and burp. And I'm like, oh God, here we go again. She's my uh, special, special princess. Well, before we get into what I call the zoomies, which is the last five questions, I wanted to ask about <laughs> her full name, which I had oh, yeah. seen was Maisie Cheezer Gordita Goldino. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so cheeser cause we're in Philly cheesesteaks okay. gordita cause she loves Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> so for the longest, I love Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. And for the longest time, whenever we got to the drive through window, she would freak out at the person in the box, freak out, <laughs> did not love it. Did not love the ordeal would try to reach over me to get away from the person handing me the bag until we discovered that she can have cheesy roll-ups from Taco Bell. Okay. So now when we get to that box, she is pumped and very yeah. excited. And usually instead of like screaming, it's more like a singing howl, which is also something that she does. Uh, she sings to her toys. I saw often every night, often downstairs. I'll be upstairs. She's downstairs just singing with her toys and uh, Goldino Goldsworthy. And then uh, Joe Godino is, 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 is her, as her dad. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's get into the zoomies. Uh, the first question yeah. is, do you kiss Maisie on the mouth? Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> so do you kiss you... your dog on the mouth? Oh, I totally. A hundred times I mean, times a day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Her tongue has gotten pretty far in my mouth. I'm oh, yeah. I don't, say that. I don't. Luckily, I don't have to worry about that. It's not my intent, but like. I will laugh inevitably at some point because she also, I have a septum piercing and she constantly tries to get it out of my nose, <laughs> <laughs> like think that it's something that needs to be removed. So, uh, yeah, I kiss my dog on the mouth. Absolutely. That's great. It's funny visually. I know this is an audio only, but the way you were saying, absolutely. I was hanging on the edge of my seat to like, is it going to be absolutely not or absolutely? <laughs> no, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no boundaries. I don't think. <laughs> I, 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 I love to hear it. Love wants. to hear that. Question two is if you can give her a theme song, what would it be? Uh, she's a maniac. That's what is that song? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Michael Sambello from the yeah, Flashdance yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, the Flashdance. Yeah, that's her. 100%. All right. That seems fitting after what I've heard so far. She loves to dart around and she's a maniac. Yeah. Okay. Question three. I know she doesn't go your gigs or on tour with you but if she did what would she insist be on the tour rider for her an entire jar of peanut butter okay so peanut butter over taco bell yeah no she anytime any 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 can is opened she is instantly directly beneath you is she a big uh like peanut butter kong girl she, we do don't the do the kong 
because it's an absolute mess because she will just throw it and it will get everywhere. But we do have like one of those slow feeder dog dishes. So I will kind of like scrape that around and let her, or I'll let her have the spoon Yeah. when I'm done. And also I just want you to see that she is just lounging on a pillow. That's, that's her favorite, favorite thing to do. She's so cute. Question four is, do you have a dog voice? (laughs) Do you speak to her in a dog voice or do you give her a dog voice, which I heard on one of your reels? Yeah, I do love to give her a voice, but I don't know. I think I just have like my cutesy, like I try and talk to her. She's got, yeah, I, I don't know. I do talk to her in a normal voice, but then sometimes I get, I get excited and I get a little high pitched. Okay. I try not to do like the total baby thing, but it's not far off. Okay. But stupid question on my end is on that reel. It was really funny the voice you gave her, but was it a? Did you put it through a? It was a filter. Effects? Yeah, I couldn't. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't do that myself if I tried, but I did. Yeah, yeah, I've got okay. more of those. I just haven't unloaded yet. Those are fun to do. Yeah, those are great. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta do more of those. Okay. Uh, last but not least, is there a dog service or organization you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, uh, I really love Providence Animal Center in in Media, Pennsylvania. What they do is incredible. They rescue dogs from all over the place. They provide low cost healthcare. Uh, there's a clinic attached to it that can help with a lot of the costs associated with owning an animal, which are not cheap. And they also offer a ton of classes. and And I think that it's just such a learning about that place when I moved to Philly has changed my life inevitably from just volunteering there and then now getting Maisie uh, and Dana Villa who runs the um, Montgomery County dog trainer. She is Mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, So those two for, for sure are like huge, huge parts of our, our journey with, with Maisie. Great. Great. Good to know. And thanks for sharing. Um, Is there a good way for everyone to reach you or do we keep up with everything going on in your musical world? I think my Instagram, Kaylee Golds, is probably the best way. Um, I know that there's probably like a plethora of different internet outlets now, but that's kind of the one that I, I use. And then everything else kind of springboards from that one. But KayleeGoldsworthy.com is my website, which will probably redirect you to my Instagram. But yeah, that's that's where I am. Okay, good. That's how we operate. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed speaking to you and getting to know Maisie. And she sounds like a very uh, interesting girl, complex girl, but I love her. And sitting here looking (laughs) at her this this last 30 minutes, she's adorable. Zonking out. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an awesome podcast. I really, really enjoy it. Thank you so much. When you emailed me, I was thrilled. Thank you so much. I'm glad. I'm so glad we got to put it together. And uh, it it was nice getting to know you. Yeah, same. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. All right. A big, big thanks to Syracuse bred artist Kaylee Goldsworthy for being such a patient and caring human to her girl Maisie. I had to throw in the Syracuse part because I too come from that neck of the woods and we are proud of Kaylee. Kaylee will be playing Frank Turner's sold out Lost Evenings Fest on September 21st at the House of Blues Anaheim. The organization Kaylee not only chose to shout out, but has also done volunteer work for is the Providence Animal Center in Media, Pennsylvania, who offer exceptional, affordable, and life-affirming rescue, adoption, medical care, and training of companion animals, and serve as a community resource that inspires others to embrace the human-animal bond. 
To adopt, foster, volunteer, or donate, go to ProvidenceAC.org. Okay, we've reached the self-promotion portion of the show, so let's make it quick. For clips and pics of all our guests, follow us on Instagram at RockerDogPodcast. And please subscribe to the show so you never miss a great episode like the one you just heard or the one we have queued up next week featuring a virtuoso guitarist who first made a splash back in 2007 when her YouTube guitar playing videos went viral. So tune in to see who that might be. All right, that's all I got for you this week. Adios, amigos. <laughs>